0: This episode of Geek Out Loud, we're teaming with Chewy's Cantina, geekoutonline.com slash cantina, and we're doing a collector's spotlight with our friend Robert Bergeron, also known as Silent Bob in some circles. Here we go. And welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you, and we're glad to be along with those who are following us live, not only at Mixler this time around, but also over in Chewy's Cantina. You can get there by going to geekoutonline.com slash cantina. It's one of the best collecting groups out there on the internet on Facebook there. And uh Of course, headed up by my friend and your friend. We know him as Lethargic Chewy. And I forgot to ask you your walkout music once again, Lucas. Um, Uh, What's your walkout music supposed to be?
1: I'm not going to tell you. I've only told you like 75 uh,
0: Listen, Do you know how many people have walkout music on this show? But that just tells me
1: that I'm I'm not very significant.
0: Dude, I didn't remember Dave Jones' walkout music.
1: Okay, it's staying alive then. That's right. See,
0: come on now. So anyhow, yeah, he—you know him. He—he—he he, he made his debut in a story that I told about him, That's right. and uh, on the on the podcast when I first saw him uh, dressed up in a Chewy costume outside of a Toys R Us, walking around for a Midnight Madness.
1: I was I was given the real authentic Chewy. I was I was I was exasperated. I was hot. I was sweaty. Chewy really would have looked
0: like in Georgia, and, and we call him to this day. We love him. He's lethargic, Chewy. Hello, Lucas. Hello, hello, I'm back. You are back, and you know it's weird that I'm introducing you in the group because there are people watching right now, live <laughs> on, on Facebook, and so I don't know who I am. And Chuy's can't just... I doubt it. Everybody knows you. You're like you're like the most popular person in the group, always doing no, stuff. That's and
1: not true. my clone is your clone. Yeah.
0: Well, no, Jim, Jim Arcoody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> much better than I. your am. clone that's jim clone. yeah he's the most popular i, I believe but, uh, um but but hot on the hot on his heels and hot on your heels that's right. um due to uh, i mean like look there's been some sales going on and it seems like every time we turn around there is some uh there's some 3d printing happening and right now, if you look behind him, there's some 3D printing happening. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome into Chewie's Cantina the Geek Out Loud Collector's Spotlight. And I hope I pronounced your last name right. It's Robert Bergeron.
2: That's correct. Yes.
0: All right. Well we, done. we got it right. Thank you. I, I pride myself on saying people's names correctly. Because for a Southern guy, that's a big deal.
1: Oh, shoot.
0: Yeah. Like when, when you're from the South, pronouncing anything correctly is a big oh. deal.
1: Hey, dude, so. when I'm in uh, teaching into university, when I'm trying to say, like, Greek and Hebrew and foreign words, I, I, botcher. I, think it's you botcher, I botcher You botcher it?
0: You uh, botcher it? Yeah, you botcher it. <laughs> botcher them, i tell you. i, I tell
1: you, you what, I botcher those
0: words, them, them funny weird Greek words. I don't really know how to say them. Dadgummit. Uh So, uh, Rob, it's good to have you, man. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. Welcome to the Collector Spotlight and uh i'm 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 excited to to do some talking with you, especially once we get into some some other stuff that's going on later on so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh and kind of what what you have enjoyed and what and what kind of just a general overview of Rob and collecting
2: all right uh let's see so I have been collecting for quite some time i I got my feet wet with comic books back in uh, right around 1990. Mm. And then I, I shifted very quickly to toys. I started collecting toys in right around 92, 93. And I've been getting everything I can find since.
0: Talk to me about collecting comics in 1990. What do you remember what grabbed your attention? Because that is right around the time of the big boom. And and the bubble, you know, just before the big bust. I mean, that's just prior to Superman dying off. Um, was that ninety two, well, I believe? And um, yeah, it was right around then. And so so you're well, getting you're getting in on the on the front side of the bubble a little bit there in nineteen ninety.
2: I, I was I was actually working part time in a comic book store. Oh, cool! That's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I was a, a huge fan of Spawn.
0: Okay. I yeah. hate to
2: say it. I mean,
0: no, no. Nowadays,
2: it's not as popular as it might be, but I, I really enjoyed the uh, the series, and that's actually got me. It, that's what got me into collecting toys.
0: Okay. The, when the, the, the McFarlane toy
2: line came out, oh yeah, I was all over them.
0: Okay. Well, now <clears throat> you say you started around ninety with with comics. Were you working in a comic shop when you started collecting comics, or, or...
2: no? Okay. No, I was. I started collecting Silver Age comics. Okay. And the local comic book store, uh, I would always stop in, and I got to know the people there. Uh, And on Monday nights, it was their slow night, Mm -hmm. so they asked me if I'd be interested in working a few hours. It got me a little bit of a discount on my comics, so it was a win-win.
0: Well, before—okay, so— so you were collecting Silver Age comics. Were you trying to just invest in that, or, or had something caught your attention and you were getting these things to read, and, or, or what was what was the motivation behind that?
2: Well, it, it wasn't necessarily an investment. Uh, I did like the fact that they had value to them, but I was a, a Surfer fan. I, I really okay. enjoyed the yeah. the Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four series. Okay and it just kind of just
0: sto- snowballed from there. I want to I want to flash forward then a couple of years to the spawn situation because you know, you saying you like spawn you you kind of said you you kind of were apologetic about that. Now spawn was never one of I I was always just straight up your superhero guys um you know, but I I remember I remember very clearly Todd McFarlane breaking ties with Marvel Comics. And starting up his own thing. I mean, he had just been given a Spider-Man book all his own, the adjectiveless yeah. Spider-Man, and um, and dude, that that number one issue had like fifty thousand reprints and sixty thousand variant covers and all this other stuff. And then next thing you know, six seven months later, Todd's gone, and here comes Spawn, and I'm like, well, he's just drawing Spider-Man with a cape. Uh, he's drawing the black suit Spider Man with a cape. I wasn't mad about it at all, but um, but dude, he hit when Spawn hit. He hit big, and um, did, yes. and and still, I guess it's, the series is ongoing to this day. Um, I don't know. I, I don't follow Spawn enough to know, but I know that McFarlane has recently done a Kickstarter to get some Spawn figures out there and everything, um, or or a or I guess a, a crowd uh, series of Spawn figures because I, I don't know that anyone wants, wants to license them, but um, so I, I just say you don't apologize for being a Spawn okay. fan, man. That's I mean that's classic '90s fare right there, man. You get into Spawn, especially if you got in kind of from around the ground floor, that's a big deal. I did, yeah,
2: yeah. I was I was walking through Walmart one day, and the first uh, I guess six or eight Spawn figures were on the end cap, and mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, those are really cool. So. I snatched them right up. Next thing you know, um looking for more spawn, and there was no more. I had them all. So I I decided that I thought the spawn market was going to crash. Mm-hmm. So I dumped all the spawn, and I started <laughs> buying Star
0: Wars. Wow. So you were buying Star Wars in the 90s then? Yes. Okay. Were you buying like Power of the Force 2 kind of stuff? Were you or the episode 1 or were you actually getting into some of the vintage stuff um before it I was buying vintage. Okay. Was this yeah. b- before it really started to take off in price Because There was a period of time in there. I missed it, but there was a period of time in there where you could go to a like a comic show or something and the dude basically had Star Wars figures up under in this in this little tote under the table, you know. I got I think I got some here. And um and he was like selling them all, like like I've got, I've got a buddy that bought a Yak Face for nothing, you know, like wow. in the in the early '90s, late '80s, because Star Wars was all, you know, for all and purposes, all intents and purposes, dead. And Steve, um,
1: when when that your buddy bought that Yak Face for nothing, what did that guy's voice sound like that sold it to him? Do you remember?
0: I, I don't. I I did it sound
1: like the guy that had the tub. What was it again? The tub. Yeah, you just said he pulled some figures out of the tub, and they had a certain, you voice. know,
0: like I'm sorry, like a. I don't know what you're trying to get here, buddy. I just I enjoyed that, <laughs> Lucas. You went out. Yeah, oh. I lost you. I lost your I audio. Lost you. Lucas, you have no audio right now, buddy. Did you mute Uh-oh. your microphone?
1: Oh. No, I didn't. Hey, you're back.
0: Uh, okay, you were right. making fun of me for using the term tub. Do, a container, crate, what?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, my internet said it's unstable. I better put my attention on it. Hold on.
0: You, you keep going. Yeah. Tell those boys to stop streaming those things anyway so so you so you get into the you start doing the the vintage star Wars are you doing that as a again I guess as an investment type thing or is this or or is it or is it the idea like I like Star Wars and so this is now where I'll divert my attention
2: well, that's a really good question i I collect many, many different lines. Mm-hmm. I guess I would say I'm a completist. Okay. And I like the activity of collecting. Yeah. Star Star Wars is fun because it's uh, relatively affordable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can get uh, loose Star Wars figures for five or ten bucks, up to you know thousands. Right, right. It's it's easy to be actively collecting. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy that aspect of it.
0: That is that is one thing. I missed you guys' sale on Sunday that you and Jay did. Um, I know, Lu- but Lucas was telling me about it, and he said that people would mention something, and you were like, hey, all right, hold on. Let me run down here and grab this. And you come back and like, <laughs> yeah, I got this right here. So I'm going to play a game later on of do you have this or not? And uh, and we'll see. Oh, I we'll, like that. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. but uh, <laughs> but uh, But so... Did, now the the whole idea of like selling off your collection is this something you've just kind of done maybe through eBay and stuff or did is this something just kind of started with you and Jay and the cantina or the or the other toy groups and that sort of thing that are on on the old Facebook well
2: let, let, let me clarify I'm not selling my collection okay all I right sell bits and pieces and mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I wind up I, I buy a lot and if I wind up with extra, that's what makes it to the cantina or to eat.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
2: once it goes down into the basement, that's usually there forever.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> once you know what that never has a more uh, scary sentence been uttered on Geek Out Loud.
1: Scary.
0: <laughs> once it goes in the basement, forever. That's right. Come <laughs> up. Once it goes in the basement, it's there forever.
1: So, <laughs> uh, I think I saw an episode entitled that on Criminal Minds or something. I don't know, maybe.
0: What okay, outside of Star Wars, what are some of the what is what are some of the lines that you've kind of collected that that have been some of your favorite, I guess, to to chase down and track down that sort of thing.
2: Uh G. I. Joe. Mm-hmm. G. I. Joe was a lot of fun. Okay. There's so many. Right. Uh, there's like five hundred plus little figures. Yeah. Uh little Jeep. G- <clears throat> Little GI Joe's big GI Joe's uh, Ninja Turtles, super heroes, secret wars, superpowers. Wow yeah um, Let's see. I'd kind of go by decade so okay in the 60s I I'd do 12 inch GI Joe's and Major Matt Mason into the 70s, the fuzzy Haired Joe's, evil evil. Mego, Planet of the Apes, Star mm-hmm. Trek. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Big Jim, Action Jackson. Um, on and on and on. And okay. Then is is a, a you know a plethora of lines from the eighties.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, that well, seeing that I think for me that's my wheelhouse. When you start talking, okay, when you hit eighties, that's kind of where. Um, that that's where you know I absolutely th- live. Um, you know, you're <laughs> talking GI Joe, real American hero, of course, Transformers, Star Wars, um, uh, He Man, Masters of the Universe stuff. Uh, I was uh, we've joked about I wasn't allowed to do Thundercats, but I would have if I was. You know, if there was a cartoon of it, I loved it. You know, there there are things that I wish I'd had as a kid, but I never had. Um, You know, but I just, I I just that's kind of my era, and so generally, if someone brings up something from the 80s, it's like, yeah, I remember that. I might not have anything from it, but yeah, I remember that stuff. So, um, so when when did you get this bug? When did this collecting bug start for you? Do you know? Was it was it the Spawn figures, or was it, or or was that something that was always in you? Spawn. Okay.
2: It was definitely Spawn, and uh, I think that's what spawned it to make a pun right right um, right what was i really liked the idea that they would have variations and chase figures and that portion of it oh. so as i moved into classic lines like the 80s um, trying to track down all the gi joes or trying to track down all the transformers it just fed the fire
0: yeah the dreaded chase figure man when you start talking chase figure that that sends a chill in, up up and down my spine um i i i i i ran into chase figures in the early 2000s with the toy Viz marvel legends stuff and um and man i can't tell you just how much those were the bane of my existence because i felt like i had to have them all you know like So they've got the they've got Jean Grey as Phoenix in her green and her red outfit. I need the red, you know. They got Vision in in the translucent and the you know the opaque. I need them both. Yeah, I need them all. And so and then inevitably, I'd never get them all, you know. But it's it was just like, why do they do this? I hate a chase figure, but then I'd have so much fun running around trying to catch it, you know. It literally was a chase. But that never appealed. Jammin. Yeah, that never appealed to me at all. That kind of stuff. I, I was like, <laughs> just do what you're gonna do and stick with it. Come on, man. Is there? Uh, so Star Wars is, is one of the things that you went to because of the appeal. Now that Star Wars has grown out in this, uh, out in these more modern eras and stuff, like it's almost got out of hand. All the Star Wars stuff that's out there. Do you still try to chase it all down? Or are you still a completist, or have you kind of decided no. I'll just get what I like? Right.
2: I had to draw a line in the sand, and I'm guessing it was about three years ago where I told myself no more modern stuff. Mm. I, I I got rid of everything that was from '94ish and newer, wow. unless it was super cool.
0: Okay, all right. Now is there,
2: that there are a few things that I still purchase. like uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. so I, I try and buy all of those. Okay. But i I had you know all the modern g i Joes all the modern star wars bins and bins and bins and said enough is enough and it all had to go just to make room you can only have so much
0: right and enjoy it right well now so are you so so and that's across all the lines like you don't do anything modern in any line of act of 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 toy at this point
2: no I just don't have the room right and uh, I guess it, in my mind it didn't make sense to me to collect something if I was going to just leave it in a bin and never see it.
0: Right, right.
2: I I had 20 bins in my attic yeah, that yeah. I hadn't even touched in 10 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I it think that sense. was I think that was one of the things that I kind of came to at some point when I started to sell off a lot of my modern Star Wars collection is how much of it I actually he just had in in these bins, we'll use the word "bin" instead of tub for you, Lucas um yeah and and just you know Thank it you. was I like
1: appreciate you contextualizing for me
0: it was like either I don't have the room to display these or the means to display um so and so they're just going to sit here, so if I can't enjoy them, I'm not enjoying them while exactly. they're in a closet in a bin, so. Exactly. So go ahead and sell it off. I I absolutely get that idea and that, in that in that in that point. Um, so the, the the idea of the vintage Hasbro's vintage collection hadn't really done anything to fire you up necessarily, or no?
2: No, I see, just they, assume get the real vintage. Yeah,
0: I well I see that I get that, but I but like there's things that they have that they didn't have on vintage card back then that I'm like I'll take one I'll take that I'll take and then before I know it that collector's bug is kicked in. And uh, <laughs> and then you're gonna stick in a bin, <laughs> that's right. Well, I, and seeing that this time, I'm refusing to do that. I'm like, I will not do it, but they he's also well, he's done well. I,
1: I have to commend him on that.
0: He's also, well. I ended up deciding I'm just gonna open things if I want to open them, I'm not going to stress there about opening something, yeah, yeah, you know. So then that's Here's but,
1: what's the that? real question, though, Rob? Have you considered buying the retro Mando figures to go with your vintage figures, Star Wars?
2: uh well yes and no okay <laughs> i haven't considered buying them however i did buy the the tiny little baby yoda oh.
1: there you go <laughs> just takes a little bitty crack in the armor just a baby crack
0: yes that's so true just one little thing will do you that's I listen that's my he-man the new he-man line that's, that was my bane with the He-Man line. I, I told, we were, I've told this story, so I won't reiterate it, but I basically explained to my wife, I can't get just one because I'll have to balance them out on the, on the other side, you know, with the evil counterpart. Yeah. And then if I've got them, I might as well go ahead and get the rest in this wave that's sitting right here on the shelf. <laughs> and if I do that, then the next wave that comes along, you know, I'm yeah. going to have to get those two. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna happen, and so before you know it, I'm got the shakes because I can't get all my He-Man figures like I like it.
2: You don't know what I'm up against. I I just don't have the room. I'm right. I'm actually in a transition right now, and what I'm trying to do is get away from having my toy area look like storage and Mm -hmm. having it look move shift. So that it looks more like a display.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I, I I just purchased um, eight four feet long, six foot tall glass display cases. Oh, nice. And I'm it's going to take a while, but. That's my goal—is yeah. to get those all set up and yeah. organized.
0: That's yeah. definitely the dream, man. That—that that is definitely yeah. the the dream. Um, before we get to some listener questions, Lucas, if we've got some piling up, we, yeah, we got a few uh, over at Chewy's Cantina. I want to talk to you about the 3D printing thing that you and Jay have been doing. And I say you and Jay because you know I, Jay at every sale that I'm ever at, he brings to the table something that has he's 3D printed. And then I find out, well, it's you guys doing this stuff together and. I mean everything like you basically got a little toy factory going on uh with what you guys yep. are doing. Um how did how did you guys get started in that? Was that you or was that Jay dragging you into that?
2: Um actually it was me dragging Jay into it. There you and, go. Um, I, I kinda feel bad. I I hope he doesn't regret it. <laughs> I think he's loving
0: it. <laughs> well, what? So, what? What's got you? What? What's got you pumped? What, what? Well, First of all, how did you get into that? Like, what? What piqued your interest there?
2: Okay. So, the the way that this all transpired was at my—I'll use the term civilian job, my regular job. Right. Uh, I I work for Bose, the speaker company. Yeah. And we've got a research and development center, and I was poking around, and they've got some three D printers that employees can use just for fun. So I was messing around with it just to see what it could do and trying to figure it out. And I made a couple of things. I made a a 3D printed Lego guy and it was pretty interesting. I was getting into it. So I decided around Christmas time, I'd get one for myself from my home. And being an engineer, I can do solid modeling. So I, I had the idea that I'm going to see if I can 3D print a Landram, because as far as Battlestar Galactica collectors go, the Landram is the end-all, be-all. Right. So I'm like, all right, I've got one. I'm going to measure it up. I'm going to 3D model it, see if I can print it, just to see if I can do it. Lo and behold, I was able to get it accomplished, printed one out, and I I threw it up on the Battlestar Galactica page on Facebook. And next thing you know, people are like, ah, can I buy one of those? And I'm like, well, uh, (laughs) yeah, why not? (laughs) So then I had the idea that I would make the ships bigger so you could actually put the figure in them. And next thing I know, they were selling like hotcakes. Nice. Yeah. um, Super nice guy, uh, Mike French on Retro Blasting. Yeah. He ended up buying one of my Vipers. And I didn't have a clue about youtube at the time mm-hmm. i knew nothing about it i had never seen retro blasting and he purchased one sent me an email saying you know this is great do you mind if i do a review i'm like yeah i don't care go ahead knock yourself out next thing you know is eighty thousand followers are all over it <laughs> and i <laughs> sold 200 of them in a month wow yeah it was just insane yeah at that point is when i had jay getting into printing and i said you know there's an opportunity here if you want to you know invest a little money get a couple more printers and you can start cranking out some parts for me and we we got a little business going and since then he's been my number one employee partner best (laughs) pal
0: (laughs) yeah michael um michael French from retro blasting If you're not familiar, he's got a great YouTube channel. Um, It's a a mix of all kinds of things. A lot of his earlier stuff, he did a lot of restorations and and that sort of thing. He does a lot of um, fun stuff about, um, you know, I love his Star Wars Follies videos that he has there. Um, Check out, let's see, I see here Fan Made Land Ram. There it is.
2: Yep, that's... And then
0: the Fan Made Figure Scale Colonial Viper. Yeah. And, and Michael French will say like, he's very fond of saying the fans are doing all the best work these days. And, um, and so he's, he's very much a big proponent of if you've got the ability to create it, do it. Um, because the Hasbro not going to do what you want. And Mattel's not going to do fully what you want. Um, I think he's one of the more honest, as far as his opinion goes, toy reviewers out there right now. um, because he's not looking, and he'll tell you, he's not looking for any perks from any of the big guys. Um, and some of these other tour reviewers, you kind of get the feeling that some of their sponsors are sending them free things to get out ahead of the thing. Gotcha. And I, I've seen several people get like special boxes and stuff, which I don't, I don't begrudge anybody receiving any type of sponsorship at all. But he's very open about how he doesn't. And um, right. but uh, but yeah, from all I've never met him. But uh, but for everything anyone's ever told me, he's a super nice guy, and, uh, and he's got a lot of great content on his channel at Retro Blasting, so check him out. You may disagree with him, everybody, on some of the things he has to say about collecting, but you can't deny he's knowledgeable and, and fair. So, there you go. All right.
2: And he, I, I actually owe my direction in collecting to him because after seeing his display area, yeah, that's what motivated me to get my display cases he, he, and I, Yeah, I aspire to have a setup like him.
0: He it's fantastic. His I, I, I will tune into his live streams just to see what kind of toys he's pulling out and putting on the table and then uh what he's got behind him. It's just like a it's just a joy. He and Michael Mercy is another one. Michael Mercy is a great YouTuber um, with just a fantastic, he calls it his '80s toy museum, and it's just floor to ceiling, just stacked with Transformers, GI Joe, He Man, Star Wars, all kinds of stuff. So, I, I would I would commend both of those YouTube channels, everyone. Also, my YouTube channel, Geek Out Loud, we do Back to the Wax Pack sometimes with Lucas. Right now, we're looking for that two hundred, oh, nice.
1: looking for that two hundred fiftieth subscriber, everybody. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of that, I I told you, uh, Steve. I just got some packs. They're in the mail from Rob. Yes. Those Empire Strikes Back cards. We'll be Very opening cool. them up on Back to the Wax
0: Packs. Very excited about doing that because Empire Strikes Back cards, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, on that particular scene. That was what I had as a child, and I carried around in a blue tackle box, fishing tackle box, with the with the little drawer or the little shelves pulled out. And I would carry those around wherever I went and just look at the pictures. And when I was able to read, I would read this, read the story. And I mean, I just have tattered edges on, and these were all series one. I never knew about a series two or series three until later on. And and a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to come into a, into a pretty complete set of empire cards. Um, so I'm looking forward to just kind of popping a, popping yeah. a pack open here or there. It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah,
2: it's
0: going to be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love I, stuff.
2: I, i've just recently got the bug for uh the the cards tops cards
0: you and everybody else man um those things have the 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 non-sports cards have just shot up in value recently for some of these franchises and it's it's kind of funny because this is something i was into years ago um on this show on geek out loud in uh and i would go on and buy some boxes and just kind of crack them open and talk about them while i was actually but it was all audio i was never doing video <laughs> oh. you know so i'm like oh this is a really cool and you should see this one um <laughs> you guys should see this it's totally awesome and so now i'm back to the wax packs we are doing it where they can see it when lucas comes over and sits down and we just open cards together it's a yeah, what have awesome. we what have we done on back to the wax packs lucas we've done
1: uh, we did the original superman mm-hmm. we've did uh, we've done superman uh, back- 2 Superman 2. We did uh, Batman 89. That's right. Um, we did Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. We did E.T.
0: Yeah, we did Return of the Jedi.
1: In Return of the Jedi, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that was some good Very stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah, we've had some fun doing that. So cool.
1: so I've, I've got a question over on Facebook. Let's see. Well, one of our f- favorite Cantina members, they're all our favorites, but one of our buddies from up north, Ricardo. Um, excuse me i want to get a 3d printer he says what is the best to start for a beginner like me printer programs tools etc so if you could give some insight to some of us guys that are starting to begin to think to dabble there what's what's the greatest bit of wisdom you can share
2: so (laughs) i think that the path that i took was a very good path for a beginner and Having a printer that's easy to use from the get-go is very critical because if you wind up with one of the printers like you see behind me to begin with, it's going to be nothing but frustration and headaches. Mm -hmm. These require a constant eye and a lot of maintenance. But to answer the question, there's a brand called Quidi, Q-I-D-I. They offer a printer that's called an X-Maker. It has a, a very small build platform, but it's a great, great beginner printer. They're I think around three hundred bucks, two hundred and eighty bucks, three hundred bucks, and they're rock solid. Easy to get going right out of the box, and I think you'll have a lot of fun with it.
1: What was the one you were looking at, Steve, the other day? Um, I
0: was looking at an Elegoo Mars. Um, around the same price, uh, point, but I don't know enough about it to know, um, know anything about it. So I just, what, uh, what, what type of, uh, what type of printing material do you guys use?
2: I primarily use PLA plus, which is a more durable, stronger PLA material. Standard PLA tends to be kind of brittle and flimsy, uh where PLA plus has a a higher content of syrup. So you have to run it a little bit hotter, but you get a much more robust part.
0: Okay. So Quiddy Q-I-D-I, that's that's, uh, Quasar, Indigo, Delta, Indigo. Yes. Okay.
2: And you can buy them right on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's where I purchased mine. That was my first printer. And I think that uh, actually Jay has that printer now.
1: Yeah. He just commented, I love the Quiddy. It's a uh, printing tank and it's so easy to use. So Yes.
2: Actually, the, the Quiddy X-Maker is the beast that manufactured all of my Viper engines. Oh, it awesome. just ran 24-7 around the clock, making engine after engine after engine.
0: Hmm. Wow, well, let's see what do we got here. Uh, now, yeah, now we're all now I'm sitting over here googling uh, Quiddy. <laughs>
1: another, another 3D printer guy in the, uh, the batch uh, or the cantina with us, uh, Norm Wilson, does a lot of 3D printing. A lot of us have seen his. His uh, mini FET figures and other uh, custom figures he's made, uh, but he talks about the, uh, it's the Elgu Mars, a resin printer.
2: Is it a yeah, different? Yes, that's an of... entirely different kind of beast. Yeah. I dabbled in that and very quickly determined that that was not for me. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: When um, you're dealing with resin, that's not really like when when you when you're dealing with resin, that's not something that you're going to be. I don't know, maybe you do. Is that something that you want to use to print out like a toy or a model type thing, like what you guys are doing so much of?
2: Well, the advantage to resin is you get a much higher resolution part. Okay. The downside is you don't have the color choices that you do with uh, FDM printing. So typically, if you're doing a resin print, it'll be gray, and then you have to paint it. Okay. But the quality print that you get is far as superior. Yeah. I would say those
1: figures that Norm and Christina are putting out, those are, those are super sweet. And then, you know, they of course do the custom paint jobs too. Right. Um, I would say, you know, obviously the vehicles you guys are doing are top notch and stuff. Seeing and then you couple it with those type of figures, man, within the group, there's, there's some great 3d printing yeah. going on. So. Yeah, so
2: with me, it was a, a matter of understanding your limits and, I'm not very artistic, so having to paint things was not in my wheelhouse. There you
0: go well, when it comes to something like that, as far as not being artistic do you guys have did you have to work up the the modeling for what you guys were printing out, or was there something available online for you to 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 pull from or i mean cause i mean surely you don't go online and say three d printer file for a LAN ram from Battlestar Galactica, you know it that feels like it had to be something you had to work out in the yes. program on your own.
2: So the way that I would view it is when I say artistic, that would be uh, being crafty, being able to paint, being able to um, make things with your hands very mm-hmm. well, or being able to sculpt. Mm-hmm. That's not something I can do. I'm mechanical engineer. So to make something, Like a spaceship, I can model that. It's all straight edges and curves and things that I can can rationalize. Mm -hmm. But to make a human face, no, that's not going to happen. Now, is there a place that you
1: can access files to 3D print? And, and, you know, is there some reliable sources for that?
2: Yes, there's quite a few websites. One of the biggest ones is Thingiverse. You can go there and just almost anything you can think of. You type in and there's files to be able to print. Okay. That's where I, I received my first files before I started modeling them. Okay. That's good news for a beginner. Now, is it like a cost for the files, I guess? Well, Thingiverse is usually free unless you want to tip the designer. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Now, I, I do caution that most of the... Fi- I wouldn't say most, but files on Thingiverse, um, they're free for a reason. mm. They're, they're not going to be the quality design like Jay and I are offering, okay. where it, 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 uh, one of our ships, for example, has 20 different parts. A thingy part typically will have, you know, maybe three or four or five parts, and it's just not going to be the same type of quality.
0: So you're printing out parts and then assembling the the final piece. So... Let's say you let's let's just say a viper a BattleStar Galactica viper for example you're printing out a is that coming out all as one solid piece or are you printing out parts and then putting those things together after they've printed out
2: uh, I print out for uh, the new viper there is roughly 22 parts Wow and they each have to be printed out separately and then I assemble them so, Uh well I assemble about 90% of it. Mm-hmm. When I ship it, I don't attach the fins just to save space in the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the majority of it is all fully assembled.
1: Wow. Do you, and I, I can't remember if you've shown us one yet, Rob. I know you did before oh. we went live. But can you show us the the new Viper for those tuning in on Facebook? Sure. Yeah, let me grab one. Really sweet. I had a chance to see it <laughs> earlier. <and> it's <laughs> nice. Our buddy Shaz
0: Bazaar has chimed in over on Mixler, and he says, "Where do I see this guy's stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. He's a Battlestar Galactica. He's guy.
0: a huge Battlestar Galactica fan.
1: Okay.
2: Um, oh, Look at this! Wow. Wow. There it is. So this and, is this is the new Viper. Wow. And so this hold piece hold that here, up again. Yeah. I'm going to about here to the front is one piece. Then it's got these little silver inserts. Those are two more pieces. It's got a firing missile, just like the, the Mattel toys. So it's got the uh, the button, another piece. It's got a firing mechanism inside. It's got two additional little intakes here that are silver.
0: Wow. See them. Yeah.
2: And then the, the canopy is removable. I use magnets to hold it together.
0: Dag And.
2: This piece is a separate piece. It looks like this.
0: Now, where... Okay, so you just flashed a white fin there. Where is the color on the stripes coming from? Is that... Are you guys printing out decals as well?
2: Yes, these are decals. Wow. So, on all of the ships that I sell besides this one, Mm -hmm. my daughter is an industrial designer and she creates all of those decals for me that is on sweet. this particular viper um there is a super nice guy named andreas and he sells decals on ebay for all of my vehicles cool. and i just i just partnered up with him and he's supplying the decals for the new viper
0: nice nice well my friend Shazbazar wants to know where he can snag one of those. And they and they are and they're made to scale for like the old three and three quarter inch figures, right?
2: Yes. So yeah. as you can see, I've got a Starbuck in there now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well there you go. That is that is pretty sweet. So um He's
2: got this neat feature, Steve. Hey, hold
1: up, Rob, show him the, the back that you showed us on uh, oh. Sunday. So I did a
2: little homage to R two D two. Yeah. The the silver plates on the back. Mm-hmm. This is R2D2.
0: Oh wow, that is cool. It is R2D2. That's amazing. That's awesome, dude. That is very cool. Man, now that see, and now I want to be a 3D printer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling when we spent some time with Rob, you'd come out on the other side. Hey, we're we we got to get a
2: printer.
0: <laughs> like I well. <laughs>
2: It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Something that I'm working on now, I have all the droids in front of me here. I'm I'm creating the third leg, like in the droid factory. Nice, yeah, yeah. For for all of them, and again, I'm a big fan of the magnets, so. hmm They're held in with magnets. All right. I'm ready. That to is order.
0: very yes. That's very cool. That's very cool. You and you and Stan Solo making Star Wars figures great again. <laughs> um. so what else we got
1: anything else Lucas from the chat at this point Uh, let's see uh, I saw one earlier oh Buster Young good buddy I actually had lunch with him today asked if you have done a Cylon Raider yet
2: why yes I have
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I saw him cut those eyes over there well, let's see. Uh, he's,
0: he's spinning around looking I, for it
2: I have two that are not assembled yet Okay. They're in pieces. I have this one, but it's it's a prototype.
0: It's a prototype. Look at this prototype. <laughs> Look at the prototype. It, it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't fit. Okay. The sideline yeah.
2: doesn't fit in there. Wow. But it's Uh-oh. just like the original one with uh, you know firing missiles.
0: That is so cool. cool. Decals, yeah.
2: And they're really big.
0: Yeah, that's a big piece of toy right there.
2: Yeah, it weighs about three and a half pounds. So help me out, because
1: I I didn't collect any of the Battlestar Galactica stuff. Did they make, I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Did they make three and three quarter size stuff, or do they, they, they didn't? No, sadly, it was,
2: it was the biggest blunder in toy history. Uh, They made some really awesome vehicles. They made a Viper. They made the Raider. They made a extremely low production uh, land ram and they made a couple others that are kind of hokey but still fun however they were scaled for a uh, do i have one kicking around uh i don't see one they were scaled for a a two inch figure Oh, okay however they did come out with a line of action figures that were three and three quarters (laughs) so as a kid you know i'm eight years old at the time i've got Battlestar Galactica figures, and I've got to fly them around in an X-wing because they never came and made any vehicles for them to fit in. Mm. Oh
1: wow! So man, this—I bet this is hitting you know the collector's heart when they're seeing the productions you guys are putting out. They're like the toys we've always been waiting for. So
2: it is, and in all honesty, whenever somebody gets one of my vehicles, I, I get these emails all the time where people are thanking me saying that they've been waiting for this for 40 years and they're just overjoyed. And when I get those, I'm like, Oh yes, yeah. I, I know exactly how you feel. That's uh, why I made them.
1: That wow. is amazing. I love it. Oh man. Let's see. I think we had one other question. Uh, if I can find it real good. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we've got people over on the Facebook who's like, yes, I'm going nuts over here. <laughs> Watch, <laughs> you know, look into these things. They want a link for the product about, okay, Jay put one in there. Great. Thank you, Jay. Uh, yeah,
2: they can just email me, and uh, I don't have a web page yet. Most okay. people find me on the Battlestar Galactica page on Facebook, or you can email me directly, geekcandylabs at gmail.com, or robert.bergeron <laughs> at net. <comcast.net. laughs> and
0: now my good friend Shaz is asking, have you done anything for Tron? Oh.
2: I have not. Mm. So the only offerings that I've had so far are the classic Mattel Viper, the classic Mattel Raider, classic Mattel Landram, all scaled up. I've also done the Mego Buck Rogers Starfighter, which is really cool. It's uh, I took some liberties and I improved a couple of the areas on it that tended to break on the Mego version, like the canopy and the front landing gear. Mm-hmm. So those are a little more robust. And... It, it's pretty pretty amazing having a starfighter that's bright white instead of the the, the tan that yeah. they've become over yeah. the last forty years. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's the other thing I've I saw a video the other day I shared with Lucas. It's gonna it's made the rounds of this restoration of a Millennium Falcon, and I told Lucas I'm like this is what I want to be able to do with my life is just restore Star <laughs> Wars toys to their glory, you know, to what they were. So. <laughs>
2: Here's what the starfighter looks like. I've got one ticking around here. Oh, wow.
0: Buck Rogers in the 24th and a half century. Wow. Wow.
1: That is cool. So
0: cool. Hmm. What's Thief doing? Let's
1: see. If we got anything else here? Uh, we just got people. Oh, uh,
2: oh, I I do want to give another shout out to Jay because anyone that has uh, purchased a Landram, that's actually one hundred percent created by Jay. He does all the Landram printing. Wow. So how many how many
0: printers have you guys got going right now doing stuff? You say they're running twenty four seven. How many of you got running? Around, around the place?
2: Well, Right now, I've downsized a little bit. I have I eliminated all of the quiddies, and, and the reason that I did that is it's easier to create one file type. So rather than have files that I use for the printers that are behind me that are cruelty printers, mm-hmm. and then have a different file type for the, the quiddies, I just standardized, and I'm just going with the one type. So I'm down to eight printers right now. And I think Jay has three or four.
0: Wow.
1: Now, this is emerging from Facebook. It looks like it's taken a grassroots uh, gathering. People are chanting it <laughs> in Facebook. I'm saying everyone is asking for him to make a prototype Falcon vintage escape pod that never That's got. Jay. That's Jay. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hey,
2: but I agree. I agree. <laughs> Jay has been—I don't want to use the word harassing—but he's been mentioning it for about six months now. Oh, and as soon as it makes its way over to my house, then I can start modeling it. But someone's got a poor memory. Oh, oh so cool on, Jay. Is that what we're wow! Jay, he's called you out. He just buddy. Called Get out,
0: Jay.
1: How can over there?
0: <laughs> In a few minutes, we're going to hear.
1: <laughs> you said he lives two minutes away. We want to see it, Jay. Take it over there right now if you can.
0: So, so he so Jay already has a prototype for that you're saying.
2: Um well what Jay has, I guess uh Hasbro made one with one of their Millennium Falcons. Yes.
0: Yeah. hmm Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's going to be the go by.
0: Okay. Cool.
2: Except we'll make it vintage.
0: Yeah, right. Right. So oh. I'm looking at a quitty technology as an X one two single extruder.
2: X one is I, I believe a bigger machine.
0: Okay. Well this is the only one that's available via Prime. It's a pretty good price. It looks uh, it looks X, tiny.
2: X Maker is red and black. It okay. looks very fast.
0: Okay, this is red and blue. It looks very Superman y.
2: Oh, I think that's the older version of the X Maker.
0: Okay. All mm-hmm. right. That's the just
1: one that's go in together and make this a reality or what's happening.
0: Not, well, I gotta make sure my wife's asleep and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's
2: a lot of fun. Well <laughs> it's a pretty pretty inexpensive hobby too. Yeah. In my in my
0: mind I just think I can finally print out stands and flight stands and stuff for all of my Marvel Legends and my figures, like that's my thing. It's like you can't find good stands these days. For
1: you've been making yours though at home.
0: I have man. been. I have been steady crafting. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> Shout out to the crafts <laughs> to the craftsman, steady crafting. Yeah, I got some wire and made like some flight stands, like I've seen them make, and they're, they really work out great. But I'm talking about like for my vintage Star Wars figures, even good lord for modern. All the all the stuff is so weird. They they just don't have. Great yeah. stands out there for them.
1: Yeah. So there's not there's not even more questions over. there. everyone's
0: just freaking out about the the Battlestar they're Galactica. All
1: like, they're all like
2: my eight, my eight inner eight year old is freaking out. That's right. <laughs> well, it, it's from my perspective, it's kind of funny because you know, I was a, a collector for so long, and I started printing last year, and now I'm the 3D printer guy.
0: Right, <laughs> I'm.
2: I'm a toy collector. I, I've been collecting <laughs> forever, and I don't know if you're familiar with Toy Hunter, the yes. television show. Yeah. I, I was on episode season two, episode eleven. Wow! Wow! I have yeah, to look it up.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, speaking of Toy Hunter, Steve, do you, are you going? Are you ready to issue the challenge to? to well,
0: run? Yes. I got a couple of things real quick. Uh, is there anything? And you talked about selling off all of your more modern stuff. Is there anything that you sold that you look back now and you kind of regret having sold that off? Or are you. Yes. Okay. What you got?
2: In, I want to say it was around 1997 ish, 1996. I was uh, building a house and I sold, I had a vintage Star Wars early bird figure kit and early bird folder.
0: Wow. And I
2: sold both of them. And I've been able to correct one of them, but I, I don't know that I'll ever be able to acquire the folder as good of quality as I had.
0: Right. Mm. That's a, yeah, that, yeah, that that that'll, yeah that's mm, that's bad. That's rough. What right now would you say not, you don't have to give a number of course on the value. I think most collectors would know, What's what what would you say is your most valuable piece in your collection?
2: Um Well I consider them to be one piece, but mm-hmm. it's actually three figures. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the vintage Power of the Force line. Yeah. There were three figures that were only available in Australia. Okay. Nick the Adat driver and the Gamorrean guard mm-hmm. and on the power of the force card, those are quite expensive. Okay. And I just picked the three of those up.
0: Wow. Nice. Such a, and that, and what's great about, so, so this is something I didn't realize. So those were, those three, the Nikto, the Gamorrean guard and the Adat driver uh, were only on power of the force cards in Australia. Correct. Wow. Didn't that's new information for me. I never knew that. Yeah. Sweet.
2: They're, Extremely pricey. The yeah. uh, the Hakes auction that just ended. I don't know if you're watching anything in that. Mm-mm. It ended uh, on Sunday, and they had a set of those three figures, and I think the combined total was t- close to twenty thousand dollars. Good
0: wow. night. Wow, that's amazing. No, I and those see that's the kind of stuff like you know now Blue Snaggletooth compare you know pales in comparison to that of course, but like. Like blue Snaggletooth, I just grew up knowing I had two Snaggletooth figures. One was in one was tall and in a blue suit, and one was short and in a red one. And I never saw the blue one on the pegs when I'd go to the toy stores, or I, w- I remember distinctly just thinking, "I wonder why it's all red? I wonder where the blue one came from?" You know, and and then learning once we got to the internet days and stuff, um, oh, this is what that was all about. You know, it never dawned on me to do any research to try to figure it out as I got older because as I packed away stuff, you know, whatever, to go to college and, 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 you know, to be just kind of tucked away in the corner for years. Um, it wasn't until I kind of picked it back up and, you know, and was getting my own place. My mom's like, well, here, you got to get all this stuff out of here. I was like, Oh, okay. And then suddenly next thing I know I'm back into it, you know, hip deep, um, and, uh, and learning a lot that I didn't know. So something like that is completely new information for me. I had no idea about the, uh, about the carded stuff there.
1: Well, Steve, we've got a couple more questions. before You get to your your game there. All right. Uh, These are 3d print files and you may or may not know Rob on these. Um, Brian Sullivan's asking in regard to the series firefly, the ship serenity. Do you know if there's any 3d printable files out there for that, for that ship that would accommodate three and three quarter figures? I have not seen any. Okay. All right. Um, uh, have you considered? Stuart Tullis says, Have you considered printing the white witch from droids? Uh, <laughs> I have not. There you go. Now, listen,
0: Shaz is going to go deep. That's Shaz, is who Stuart Tullis is. I was wondering, and yeah, he's gonna, oh, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna pull out the deep cuts on on things. So, yeah, so it's like that, yeah, that's that's Shaz, that's all Shaz Bazaar right there. Um,
2: I wish I could accommodate everybody's requests. I get so many. Uh, I think the most the most popular are uh, Hawk's space sh- uh, Hawk's ship from Buck Rogers, hmm. which would be pretty cool to make. And the most popular by far, I get at least one request a week, is for the the V, the television series V oh. ship. It's kind of a plain-looking ship, but I guess it was never released, so it's pretty popular. And I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of V, so it's hard for me to, to get into it Yeah. Plus, <laughs> uh, a- it takes a lot of time.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, someone asked if there's any print files, or have you seen any print files for a, a Java throne room display that's more vintage-inspired, of course. You know, not the vintage collection we got like the archway steps beside the die everything so
2: i haven't and i think the reason that you won't find that is i should have probably said this earlier but the downside of printing is it's incredibly slow Mm -hmm. so for example this is the front of a viper this one piece takes twenty six hours to print.
0: Wow! wow. Yep.
2: So it I don't prints. Think
1: I'm
2: patient. <laughs> can do it. <laughs> well, it, it's unattended time. As you can see, the prints just keep yeah. going and going. But twenty six hours to make one part. Yeah. And this is a not a overly big part. If you were to make a job as throne room right. to make a staircase, you're probably looking at a forty hour print.
1: And I would just be like this, just watching it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <Eat>. <laughs> Lucas would be, we're just
0: sitting there eating breakfast, you know, just watching it. print. Yeah. Hurry yeah. Up. Well,
2: yeah. You know what up. The, the absolute worst is when my wife's telling me, all right, it's time for bed. And I look at the print and I know it's only got like 14 more minutes and it's going to be done. And then I can set it up in like three minutes and let it run all night. Mm-hmm. But she's upstairs, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, waiting, what's long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love. Listen, I love my friend Shaz so much because he's gonna keep pulling out the 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 deep cuts. He says, "I'm sure Gun Stars from the Last Starfighter is requested a lot." Yep. Are they really? Yep. Oh wow, oh, yeah. that, that's the number two <laughs> requested vehicle. Oh no, well, never mind. I guess it wasn't so much of a deep cut, Shaz. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shaz is is more of an 80s connoisseur than even myself.
2: And um, like I said, I wish I could accommodate and make all those. Sure. But yeah. To do, to, to design up something simple like the Viper, that takes about 80, 80 hours worth of design time. Yeah. So I have to be able to sell quite a few of them to make it worthwhile Why? to right. invest that amount of time. Yeah. Because I don't know about you guys, but doing this part time, 80 hours, that, that's a lot of time it's to a lot find of... on a regular basis.
0: Sure. Sure.
2: Yeah. Caleb, you did you want to talk to Steve real quick?
1: Poke in here. Steve, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm
0: wearing my I'm wearing my get up. This is me on on Zoom on, on the U- <laughs> on oh, this is my look, man. Yes. Uh, this is my this look. This
1: is my oldest son for those watching. Caleb.
2: Hello everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I right, go away. Go to bed. He looks yeah. like a baseball player.
1: That's him. That's our that's our our junior in high school. We're trying to get all this recruiting mess together. Mm. So I'm oh, sorry, Steve. He, he saw it earlier and he goes, What's Steve wearing?
0: I'm wearing a hat and sunglasses. What's the big deal? What's the big he whoop, just, guys? He's he he just thinks you're really cool. And then you know he looks up to you. I don't feel like that was a Steve, what are you wearing? I don't feel like that was a cool what are you wearing. I feel like that was a sarcastic what are you wearing. No,
1: uh, well, hey, buddy. He does that mess to me all the time. So you're in good company.
0: All right. So I <laughs> I've got to, I'm gonna start easy here. Ooh, because right. I was told like you just like Someone said, do you have this? And you pull it out and you're like, oh, I've got like seven of those. And so <laughs> what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to start eat kind of what I would consider easy and almost like softballs. These are not necessarily going to be rare things, but just things, things that a lot of people don't necessarily have in their collection. But some of these have maybe started to kind of perk up in popularity. Some of them may have faded into obscurity. Do you have any Silverhawks in your collection? I do. Nice, and now are we talking a complete set or are we talking just one or two?
2: I'm sad to say I don't have a complete set okay I think I have uh, maybe six or eight of them
0: okay cool
2: now here's one that's I, don't have lo- any, I, I, I don't have any loose ones though yeah,
0: oh wow, so okay
2: <laughs> wait a minute hold on
0: <laughs> i want I want to examine that statement. Don't have any loose ones, though. In other words, they're all on the card. They're all minty fresh on their little cards. There's no chrome. I've never messed with the mechanism to pop them out. So if you have any in your collection, they're probably better than what you've got, Fatty. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> I
1: don't think you added the last part. No, not at all. Not at all. I just, I, I love... say that, no.
0: I love the humble brag. You know, like, well, they're all carded, though. You know, they're, they're none I, loose. I don't
2: really mean it like that. Though, I know. Because, I, uh, so... Let let me let me explain a little bit. So some lines I collect only loose.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like uh, for example transformers, I have very very few in the box. Right. I have a lot that are loose because yeah. I like to be able to touch those. Sure. And loose Joes, I love loose Joes. Hmm. Um. But then other lines, I like to buy right. in the package.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that I think it, it, the the Silverhawks cards actually look pretty cool. With they them do. on the card, yeah, so that's cool. Now, here's a here is a line that I think this may be... This is one of those that if you know it, you know it. If you don't, you just don't. Um, it was short-lived and did not get all the, the cartoon action that some of these others did, and it was late 80s. Sky Commanders.
2: Yep, got some
0: of those. I, I'll be darn <laughs> yeah, I think
1: I've seen you show off some of those. Uh,
0: I, I, I thought, as a kid, man... That was just some of the coolest stuff to me. I had those come along probably three years earlier with that same gimmick and everything. Um, Kenner would still be in business today. I just you know they would have they'd still be coasting on on that. But I, I just thought that was such a cool concept of hanging these things around your room and being able to to slide and everything.
2: Yeah, zip line yeah, yeah, those are cool.
0: Little little less, um, just a, I, probably more popular than Sky Commanders and something I was surprised to find out other people were into as kids and even now today as an adults and that would be the muscle figures.
2: Yes, I have a uh, I have a set of those.
0: Nice. I had I loved those things as a kid. Oh, I loved them so much. And awesome. and and I remember when they started making them in different colors other than pink. Oh, yeah. And I thought, "Oh, the collecting world doesn't get any better than this. Like, I knew I was getting ripped off, even as a child, as a single-digit age child. I knew that this was a ripoff, but I couldn't stand it. And I and I'm like, they'll all be on separate teams, and we'll do this. Like, everything was about adventure and and action they stuff. They had you. They did. They. they did. When you buy the little garbage can full of them, you know. Oh yeah. And now mm-hmm. you can't like you can't get your hands on those things for for a decent price at all. It's it's oh. it's amazing.
2: You know what I saw a few months back that was really cool that I kind of kicked myself, I wish I had bought it, was they had a muscle men wrestling ring. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When I I saw that one time, and I vaguely, I had vague memories of that being a thing as a child or hearing the rumors about it. You know, how someone would see something in a magazine and it would just kind of explode from there. But yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: We got one from the uh, Facebook side that says uh, ask if he's got space nineteen ninety
2: nine. I have the Eagle One.
0: There you go. See,
2: look how just quick and, he just Well, oh, <laughs> I have the Eagle One and I have the the three or four Mattel figures and the Moon Base One playset.
0: Moon base wow. one. I love it. I love it. Here's one I'm sure you've got some of the Inhumanoids. Yes. <laughs> do you remember the in humanoids lucas I, I don't remember i've seen the toys
1: since been in being in different groups but yeah. i don't remember them
0: the, i mean it, it was like the the bad guys were the attraction of this one like more than anything else ever was the the big like monster guys they had were yeah yep. were pretty cool all right this is i'm gonna hit you with something very obscure now that i feel like yeah. is obscure that I've never seen floating around in any of these groups before. Mantech.
1: No, I don't have that. Yes.
0: All right. Now, now listen, I better Google it first before I tell everyone else to Google it. Oh, wait, that's
1: the wrong name of it.
0: <laughs> Mantech. No, Mantech were we'll see it's pulling up some weird thing. Mantec were these figures that were like they were in pieces basically. They they had everything came off of them and you could actually interchange their bodies and stuff. Um like micronauts? Kind of like micronauts, only they were taller. They came out around they were one twelfth scale. And um I've got one way over there that I can't get to, but I, I would show you. Um but uh but yeah, it was um let me see, I'll pull up an image here. Of uh, of some of them, can it, can you share your screen on the Zoom?
1: Um, I can on my. Side. I don't know if you can. Okay. It should be at the bottom, Steve. Like All in right. the middle bar. The yeah,
0: bottom. I can share my screen. Oh nope, you've disabled participant screen sharing.
1: Oh, so, I did.
0: So forget you, Lucas. Yeah, just oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Uh. You'll have to Google Mantec Toys, and um, and you had like three good guys and three bad guys. I mean oh, that's now, Steve. that's go really ahead. all that ever came of it. Um, let's see here. No, that's not. I want to share screen too. So there we go. Um, I think I did it wrong. Ooh! Did I do it right?
2: Oh, look at yeah,
1: those! Yeah, those
0: are cool. Yeah, you see those yeah. guys there. Those are the three bad guys there, and these were the three good guys. Rob's like, okay, I got something yeah. else. And they had helmets. I like those. I think I think the key is finding them with their helmets. I don't know. Like I've like I say, in any of these groups, I've <laughs> never seen these things. But you could pull the arms off and put you know exchange arms. You could exchange the legs on the torso. You could give it different heads. I had this dude right here, the purple guy. Um, That's cool. With the with they the kind of boots. remind
2: me of a, a centurion.
0: Yeah, in a lot of ways, very much so. Very much so. I don't know how to stop sharing now, Lucas.
2: Um, um
1: uh, <laughs> I found it. Jason, you go. you're going to be on, on eBay tonight, Rob. Bye, 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 bye.
0: But, buy, buy, buy but this was like, these were the, the these Mantech figures really, truly were, it, it, to me, were, were just a symbol of what these companies were doing. They were just everything that seemed remotely could be cool to a kid. They would yeah. just put out there, you know, and and they might not last or they might, you know, Um uh, and, and so all the
2: makings of a great toy. It's bright colors. Yeah, you can take it apart and it looks like a robot. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> what well, kid doesn't want that? That's right. Yeah.
0: Um. So, all right, I'm gonna. I've got two more that are very specific ones. Um. Okay. And and the first is, I don't know who made it. I think it might have been Remco, who did it. It wasn't Mego. But it was a Hulk figure that threw a log. And the log actually plugged into his head. And he was per- permanently in a position with his arms up. And you could you push the log down into his head. And then it launched like, you know, the missiles of the toys back there. There was a spring system on the inside. That's
2: weird. <laughs> hmm. How big was it?
0: Um, He was probably... He was big. He was a big boy. Probably thirteen inches, twelve, thirteen inches tall. It's
2: a big figure. Was it green?
0: Yeah, yeah. Green with purple pants.
2: I think I might have that.
0: You gotta be kidding me. That oh, that uh, was that I, was the one I thought I'd get you on. Uh,
1: Especially I'll, after I'll your Australian it. situation. Uh, if you have it, man, you've got to post a picture later. That's going to make Steve's life. Yeah, that
0: was that was one of that was that was one I had as a kid that that stayed around, and I have no idea what ever happened to that bad boy. I guess it probably just got thrown away. So, wow. um, uh, and then find my final one, and this is the one that like I did not realize would ever be in my life. The thing that I'm like, well, I've got this, and I've never met anyone else who has one. <clears throat> um, <laughs> But I think that is all about to change, because I just found out that the man has a Nikto, an Adat, an Adat driver, <laughs> and a Gamorian guard on Australian Power of the Force cards. The indoor security scout—it was a little vehicle uh, from the Power of the Force line. Yes. Not now. Not the green thing with the round rings around. This literally looks like a. It's got a big flap on the back, and the and the dude just sits right down into like. Straps into basically a dip chair, you know. Um,
2: it's it's actually at CAS right now getting graded. Whoa!
0: Shut your mouth, silent Bob. <laughs> Can't
2: wait. To well, see I'll it be darned.
0: I look forward to that. So, I you know it bums me out because mine is 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 complete and perfect except one of the guns had broke off when I was a child, and I still have the gun. It just the peg won't plug in all the way. And because the little the little bitty it's the tiniest peg in the world that plugs into the hole. Um but other than that it's in it's in great shape. I've always just had it, you know, it's always been one of those things I've had since I was a kid. And then I found out, man, you can't buy one of those, you know.
2: Those are super tough to find, yeah. especially in the power of the forest packaging.
0: Right. Well, I'm not even worried about the packaging. I mean, even loose, I have a hard time finding them loose. Like when, when I, when people talk about, oh, you know, I can't get a, you know, can't find the, the blue snaggletooth is so rare. This figure's so rare. I'm like, you know what, really? I can uh, go online and find, rare. yeah, I can find it's a like lot of those.
2: There's like hundred of them on eBay at any Right.
0: Time. Yeah. But when it comes to like that kind of thing, and even like the Power of the Force, uh, Skiff, the Tatooine Skiff, you know, um, those are the things I have a hard time finding, you know, at all, um. Because it's just they're just they were late in the line and they just weren't there and
2: right. and
0: that old tattooing. I gotta, go ahead. I gotta
2: say uh, I'm I'm impressed that you knew about the security scout. Oh and man, how rare it is. That that's a really tough piece.
0: Yeah, it was one of my. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. Uh, just about anything I have in the, my vintage collection is stuff I had as a kid, and um and some of it is in like the security scout's in great shape because. There really wasn't much to lose off of it Um, other than the side guns. You know, everything else was just kind of there. It wasn't like you had little flaps like you did on the back of the biker scout, you know, the speeder bike or a plastic rope like you did in the old Death Star or anything. Um, And I and I had I don't know where he got off to. I mean, he's one of the figures I lost playing with as a child, but I had the indoor Luke. From the power of the force, and as I recall, he was on the packaging. That's who was riding that. So yes. I always put Luke down in there, you know, with his unremovable helmet on yeah. his head, um, right. and I'd always have him flying that thing around. I'm like, well, this is this is the replacement for the land speeder, you know. This is, and um, and and I had no idea, like, and so just on a whim, I went looking for it one day to try to, for no other reason than to replace that little gun. And um and I was like, go to eBay, you know, where I go first. There's one, literally one. You know, what was
2: it on the? Because I think that was packaged two different ways. There was one version that has a bubble,
0: right, right,
2: and then the Power of the Force, Power of the Force version came in a box.
0: Yeah, well, I th- and the power. The, they the were...
2: bubble, the bubble always looks terrible because yes. they turned. Yeah. Very dark yellow.
0: Well, well, the bubble had the Power of the Force logo, but I think it, internationally it was in the box because the the box always I see with the Tri logo yes, on it. Yes. So, yes. Yep. So I think that's the, the bubble. One that I have. Okay. Yeah. See, I think the bubble is actually domestic. I think that's a U.S. release, mm, oh, okay. and and the other being being international, Canadian, that sort of thing. Um. That, that that's my guess because I I do know the bubble has like the Power of the Force the card back has the Power of the Force logo on it, the marketing. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, look, man, I, I tell you what, I'm glad I stumped you on Mantech. And if you Google Mantech, you need to Google Mantech Toys. Don't Google Mantech because Mantech will come up with some company or something that's there. But Mantech Toys. And um, they were, I, I, I don't know who, I, th- I think Remco. I think, again, it was a I Remco somebody toy.
1: somebody in the feed said Remco. Yeah. Bill Espy said Remco. Yeah, so... Yeah. Now, Rob, what was the episode that you were on the collectors show or season two, episode eleven, Toy Tycoon? Okay, Toy Tycoon. Are
0: okay. you the Toy Tycoon?
1: I was. Wow! Now, in that episode, do they get like a shot of your collecting room and everything.
2: Um, yeah, there's some some pretty good video of it. Okay. Where Jordan and another guy came over to my house and they purchased. A lot of items.
0: Oh, okay. Now, when you say purchased with your little quote fingers, what what does that mean? They just they made a show of it. Anything? Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. There goes for... my non-disclosure agreement.
0: Oh, uh, oh, is that is that still in effect? Because that show doesn't run anymore, does it? Yeah. No. Okay.
2: Now It was it was really uh, interesting to see how the whole thing worked. Where and what I mean by that is. So they were going to be going to C2E2, the big toy show in Chicago. Yes. And I was contacted by them, and they wanted to borrow some of my toys so that they could put them on display while they were set up. Wow. And so I shipped them a whole bunch of stuff. They went to the show. They had my stuff on display. They shipped back to me after the show. And they knew obviously what they had sold at the show. So when they planned the episode to come to my house, they pretended to buy things that they knew they sold so they could show the images of them purchasing from me and then images of them selling the item at the show which wasn't mine. Mm, okay. So you, they, how did little...
0: they how did they find you? Like what how did, did you like send into the show like I'm a collector come check me out.
2: I think I think that might have been what happened. I, I don't remember. Um, it was a long time ago.
0: Okay. I, I just I, I just wonder what you know how they end up being like. Hey, let us use this stuff.
2: Now, is yeah. that is that available on YouTube to find that episode or? The last time I looked, it was there. Okay. I don't know if the Travel Channel has changed their licensing or if they allow that, but. It used to be there. Okay. All right. Cool.
0: Was he a pretty cool dude? Did he like you know when you're talking to him? Was he an all right guy or?
2: Yeah, was, he was a really nice guy. Okay, cool. It it was uh, it was very entertaining. I I had a good time doing it. It was a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot more work than I expected. Hmm. We filmed from nine in the morning until around nine at night. Wow. My little ten twelve minute segment. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a lot of filming.
1: Wow.
0: And and you didn't get anything out of it at all except just the no the, just no. The choice it was
2: just just fun to do yeah at least at least give the guy like a gift card to
0: I know <clears throat> yeah just be like hey you can at least throw me a little you know I don't know it, just a
2: maybe a collector's me, cup that yeah. says Toy Tycoon on it or something yeah it, it gave me a new perspective on what goes on on those those type
0: of shows now were you the Toy Tycoon or was there someone else in that episode that is the Toy Tycoon I probably already asked you that
2: well the they, they never really said. Okay. I, I always imagined that it was me. But well, that could just be my, my big head. Who knows? No,
0: I'm going to tell you straight up for all intents and purposes from this moment forward, you are no longer Silent Bob. You're the toy tycoon.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have now defer- Let me find something. To-
0: Robert Bergeron, the toy tycoon.
1: I can't find anything to bestow this power upon you.
0: <laughs> not- you don't have a lightsaber, Lucas?
2: Oh, I'll be right. Hold on. What's what's really, what's comical about the episode or all of those episodes when you look back? So now that I know how it all works, every time I sold something to him, we would film it three or four times. Wow. Different ways with different values Mm. so that they could kind of choose which one fit the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have sent Lucas away. I've got a, I've got He-Man's power sword here. So, by the power vested in me by Lucas and the Toy Cantina, you are now the Toy Tycoon, and you have the power.
2: You have the power. That's
0: right. Just like He-Man, you have the power.
2: <laughs> now I'm gonna have to change my Zoom name.
0: Nah, you know what? Just keep it for the fun of it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, just, we'll be, we'll be sending over your logo and everything a little bit later this week. So, so. okay. <laughs>
0: So Lucas, I, anything else before we wrap her up?
1: Uh let me look over in the other side. Does <laughs> no, he is he is silent, Bob. Jay and the toy tycoon does not work, Jay said.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm silent, Bob.
1: Oh, okay. Um Robert uh, McGregor um uh, posted the episode in uh um in the feed over there. So if you want to find it, it's there on the Facebook feed. Nice. So nice. Cool. Yeah, that's it, man. I think this is a great episode, man. Yeah, it's
0: been so much fun. Rob, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and talk this stuff. And you know, it's it's awkward. I know sometimes when you when you like, hey, this is all about me, it's all you know, and you don't really know what's coming, and then all of a sudden it turns into, hey, do you know how to print this? Do you know how to print that? (laughs) But I gotta tell you something. I know that there are a lot of people fired up for just that Viper. I know my friend Shaz alone saw it and he was like I need one, I need one, I need one. He's a huge Battlestar fan and um That's awesome. And then and then the whole Land Ram thing, there were so like you said, there were so few produced. You know, that's just one of those things. It's like um well, Michael Mercy from, from the YouTube channel Michael Mercy. Um, he talks about unfinished business. That that's really you know, for those of us who were collectors as kids, there are things that we just consider to be unfinished business. Stuff that was never done that we wish they would have done you know, and, and nowadays people like you, you know, just and honestly on a whim are, are in, end up making it happen. So, um, I think that's a blast. I think it's fun. I love watching what you and, and Jay are doing and, um, and, uh, and we'll keep pushing. We'll keep, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep your, uh, we'll keep your printers printing as long as you want them to print, right. sir.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank
0: you. All right. Uh, anything on your end, Lucas, to wrap us up?
1: No, I just think some of the guys are planning the road trip to your house, uh, Rob, so be looking it up for them. They want to see the collection. So
0: There you go.
2: I'd be happy to show them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so over on the Mixer, thank you guys for joining us live at Mixer.com slash Gulliver. If you want to reach out to Geek Out Loud, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com geekoutonline at gmail.com and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to support the shows, we have Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud as well as just go over to geekoutonline.com or geekoutpodcast.com and use those links to Amazon. When you when you decide to go shopping to Amazon, just go to those places first. You may have to clear your cookies, but we don't. Uh, the only thing that happens is I get kicked back because you basically got referred to Amazon through our site. So if you buy anything, I just get a kickback from it. I don't have any idea what you bought or, or any. I get no information other than, hey, you've earned this much money this month. So, um, so you can use those links and we greatly appreciate it there. For Lucas, for Rob, I'm Steve Lawson. Thank you for joining us on Geek Out Loud, and we'll see you around the Goldiverse, everybody.